Hello, and welcome to episode 148 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Butler, and I'm joined today with Melissa Kavanaugh. Howdy ho! I did you first today because there's an eight in the number, and you should be really excited, Melissa. Oh, that's so exciting. I know. So you, be very happy. You've gone from being number two to number eight, and that, that is a definitely <laughs> That is an upgrade, for sure. It, it is. And also joining me today is Phil Fariska. Welcome back, all you honorary fueligans. And also joining us is Pete DeMeer. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And carrying on the recent trend, as we've been churning out content after content after content, we've reached out far and wide, looked for smartest people we could find in the industry. And we've talked about them a few times on the show over the last couple of weeks. So we figured, hey, why not? Let's bring them on the show. There's Griffin and Alyssa with ScreenPilot. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you for the fantastic intro right there, Stuart. Uh, it's, it's great to be here with you, Fueligans. Yeah, you're, well, you are now an honorary Fueligans, just like the thousands of people that listen to the show. So you can put that on your resume. <laughs> Absolutely it has a lot of do. weight, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's the first thing I look for, for sure. It, well, in, in honesty, we're, we've all been huge fans of, of your podcast for years, so it's exciting to be here. Well, it, it is our sincere pleasure and you know, genuinely, we reached out to you uh, because of the, the content you've been putting out. I think we've all learned a thing or two over the last few weeks in this industry, and we've been looking for inspiration from you know, far and wide, and, and really, you guys have been one of the leaders in terms of thought leadership. So thank you for that, and hopefully we can share some of your wisdom with our Fueligan Nation out there today. So we're excited to do so. The topic that we're going to be talking about is really looking at the signals that you have to determine timing and decision, help you making decisions related to your marketing. Uh, when should you turn things on? When should you turn them off? That that kind of stuff. So, because this is a crazy episode already, is it's we've got a friends of ScreenPilot on. We're going to completely blow the script that we normally do. So we instead of doing a news a ruse at the beginning. We're going to do that at the end, and instead of doing feedback from listeners at the end, we're going to do that at the beginning. This is a crazy, topsy-turvy world, and it calls for a crazy, topsy-turvy podcast, so that's what we're here to provide today. So we don't have a jingle for listener feedback, Pete, unless you want to make one up on the spot. You know how I like to throw things over to you and see what happens. So You know, I... I've been working on my good news stuff for Newsaroos, so I don't necessarily have one for listener feedback, but I need to come up with one. What about you, Griffin? You want to you wanna have a stab <laughs> at listener feedback? I will say I do love the depth of content in the show, but the jingles are my favorite part. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If uh, news or feedback, <laughs> user feedback. Nice. <laughs> there you go. That's, hey. that's literally right. the best I have. Right. Stay, stay in your lane, Griff. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't quit my day job. I was, I was going to say that it's, it's on par with the other jingles on the show, so I, I don't think <laughs> I don't think we'll notice a difference there. I don't think it's better than my stat of the week. You people just stop. This is true. Hey, we, we, we do have some great <laughs> listener feedback, though. All right, go for so, it, man. All right, so this is coming from a friend of the show, Candice, and she's asking us, should I cut off Google AdWords this month? Just looking for ways to save money right now, but I don't want to miss out on marketing or future business. Yeah. And that's a question that we have gotten a lot recently. Yeah, and this episode is really going to address some of, some of that question, but I, I think it you know, there were different people in different positions right now. There were folks that have already cut everything off and have done so for a while and are thinking about coming back, but they don't know the timing. We've had conversations as recently as today with some of our clients about beginning to turn budgets back on. There are folks that never went dark and just kind of plowed through. There are folks that just pulled back significantly and are, are dripping it, but now wondering if they should shut down. So I think there is no right or wrong answer necessarily. I think there's going to be... Um, it, it, depending on your situation, that there's going to be some nuances. But overall, I think we here at Fuel, and I'll let Griffin kind of give the screen pilot uh, approach in a second too. But at Fuel, you know, we feel like you should not go dark. There, there are some 
some risks in doing that, one of which is you're likely when you do come back, you've lost some of the value of your quality score. So therefore, you're going to end up paying more for the clicks and to get the exposure you would have had to had you not gone dark. So there's that. There's also the fact that so many people have stopped advertising right now, especially the OTAs. They are not advertising barely any right now. So your cost for clicks on say Google ads or on meta search like Google hotel ads or TripAdvisor is significantly lower now than it ever would be. So if demand is there, no matter how small it is, there is some volume. It's obviously lower than it typically would be this year. But if the demand is there and it's so cheap, then you should be taking advantage of it because your competition's not. And every study that I've ever read that's been out there that's studied any kind of downturn and looks at the folks that spend through the downturn versus the ones that turn off. The ones that spend through the downturn always come out ahead. They always take market share away from the folks that, that turn it off. So definitely our, our advice is to continue. Um, but if you need to pull back or if reality is you have no money, then obviously you, you don't have a choice. But Well, and I would also add to that that the question is not should I pause my you know, stop my campaign. It really should be with this new reality that we're in. What do I need to change in my campaign to make it work? Because turning on and off, I, I think that's really the wrong question. Tim Peter said it really well on the podcast earlier, where we're not playing chess, we're playing poker. So with the hand that you're dealt right now, how do you need to change your campaign dynamics to make it work for you? So do you need to pull back? You very, very well may need to pull back. You also need to look at if my guest cannot come for the next 45 days, how do I market to that guest that can come in 60 days and, and tweak the campaign and how you run it, but don't necessarily just shut it off. Yeah, I think that's a great point because, you know, the, the other part of this equation is that the, the demographics are shifting. You might find that folks that typically stayed at a, a higher um, that or a higher cost hotel are now going to come and stay at yours. Or you might find that folks that that typically would have gone to a different destination are now going to come to your destination. You might find that your drive radius has shrunk or grown. So the the playbook that you had in in 2019 is not going to work for 2020. So you've got to really look at data to guide you into where you should be targeting and who you should be targeting and then what messaging you should be pushing out to those folks. So yeah, it's, de it's definitely going dark is probably not the answer, but you do have to rethink your strategy from, from the ground up. Uh, screen pilot guys, you have anything to add to that? Sure. I think honestly that the world we're living in right now uh, on a digital marketing front is a world of opportunity. Don't want to say that in a tone deaf manner, though, right? Because we understand that it's going to run a gamut of what the opportunity is and what you can work with right now, depending on depending on the property or property. That being said, you know, talking about the OTAs dropping out of the bids, I think just this morning um, we were chatting and, you know, what we were seeing from our data point, Booking.com was taking up a large share of voice for a lot of these terms. And just this morning, we got the news that Booking.com is now kind of putting their hands in the air for government assistance. So there's another opportunity right there. It's finding a silver lining and what's out there. We understand, you know, the first few weeks of this were, were scary. A lot of anecdotal stories going around, not much data that was concrete enough to really stand on at that point. Um, cancellations were, were through the roof. I think that's another point that we really want to kind of pinpoint is that as these new booking windows open up, we have to understand that a lot of the people that are booking now are fully aware of the situation. You know, we're not going to see this. Hopefully, this is, you know, a bit subjective as well, but we'll not see the same type of cancellation rates that we were seeing before. But I think there's just a, a lot of opportunity out there right now. And, and what we've been trying to do is is quell some of the fears. We don't want to, to have too much subjective conversation on our side. You know, data is the backbone to everything that we do. So we've been taking a lot of time over this last month, two months, digging into the data, trying to find that you know, concrete point for our clients and for the industry to be able to stand upon and look for certain signals that will show where the opportunity is um, and when. Yeah. So that, my friend, is a perfect segue into the topic at hand. So we're going to go through six signal or, or six opportunities you have to look at signals so that you can make the decision that's right from you. Because I think 
we, we've been having a lot of conversations with folks who are using the, the star reports. And, and the problem with that, that data is often it's, you know, either incomplete or, or it's biased in some way. You know, if I look in some resort destinations where there's a heavy independent um, properties or some are closed, some are not, I think I think it can be misleading for, for what your specific uh, target audience is going to be doing and how they're going to be behaving. And a lot of other people looking to, to China and Europe to, to try to figure this out. And, you know, we, we're obviously taking all of that into consideration, but there are some things you can do that are a lot more accurate when it comes to your specific audience and what you can be doing to figure out how you individually can maximize the opportunity before your competition does. So we've come up with, when I say we, ScreenPilot came up with these six uh, different things you can be looking at. So we're going to go through those in typical Fuligan style, starting with number one, 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 one. All right, we're going to start off with uh, meta advertising. Um, yeah, so I, from our side, we've been kind of approaching meta advertising in sort of a similar vein as branded um, search, in that they're kind of in a similar situation. So there's a lot less competition we are seeing that the threshold for what your bid needs to be at to even enter the auction is is the cheapest it's ever been. Um, so there's really not much of a barrier to entry in order to even be part of the auction. But it is still a place that we're you know seeing obviously OTA activity. I think the interesting thing about MetaSearch that is going to be useful in a situation like this is whatever time frame that you have rates available is sort of when the default date you know will flip. Um, as your kind of searching date. So if you don't have anything available until August, it will display rates available for August. So you're already kind of getting this automated targeting for the dates that you know people are looking for, but also when you have rates available. I think the bidding options in Meta are also interesting where you can close off people looking for you know, one day, two day, four days from now, and you can bid up on people looking for a 30 day booking window from now. Obviously, it's not spending a lot, but we do have clients that are still getting some some bookings. And that's really your your low hanging fruit um, so that you don't have to pay that extra percentage out to the OTAs. Yeah, we've been seeing very similar results with our clients. CPCs are extremely low, and we've actually seen a lot of increases in, in return on ad spend on specifically TripAdvisor and Google Hotel ads recently. Yeah, I think with this, and Alyssa, you had mentioned it as well, is that you know the, the spins aren't, aren't going to be quite as what they used to be. Yep. And there's been several times where you're reviewing the monthly data with clients and you say, hey, we had a fantastic, we had an X percent ROAS, which is a near record, but we only spent $1,500 or whatever that number might be. And it, it's because people are, you know, there's less people shopping right now. But because of all the tools that Meta offers by pushing dates back and setting your bid strategy correctly, it does give you a lot of opportunity to be there when people start that process, which could be a lot sooner, hopefully, than we're all thinking. Yeah, and the good thing about it is that it, it's you know it's not performance based in that you you only pay when you get a booking, but it is performance based in that if people aren't searching for you at this time then you're not going to have to spend a whole lot of money or if any money. So because because it, it naturally filters out a certain group of people, it's only people that have a high propensity to book right now are going to be using Meta. They're, they're the only people going to be putting in dates and really looking. So you can use that information to say, okay, I'm willing to spend this because if they're going to look right now and I want them to book with me, not an OTA, then it, this is a good investment for me. I'm going to make an ROI on this that that makes sense. It makes my, my business healthier. But to your point, it's not the volumes that it used to be. And I think that's the new reality marketers have to understand coming out of this is we have been spoiled. And you know, all of us were probably complaining about how hard marketing was in 2019. But the reality is, we had it easier than anyone prior to us. Right in 2019, you could turn on a Google Ads campaign with a broad selection, and you could just make money. It was like turning on a faucet, and, and the demand would come in. We're now in a situation where you've got to get scrappy, you've got to get creative, you've got to go after those individual bookings one by one. There is no more mass gener demand generator. It doesn't exist right now. So we've got to go back to basics, back to old school advertising and say, okay, how do we figure out an audience that is untapped and how do we target them 
creatively with the right message at the right time on the right channel. So it, it, marketing is going to get a whole lot harder than it's it's been in a very long time. So I think the best thing we can do is look to the past and say, what did people used to do that was effective? And let's recreate some of those. But meta for me is great because it's an indicator. We can see through the data what dates people are searching. And we can start to see what, what booking dates we're getting through meta and this is an indicator for where the demand exists. So that's a great number one. So let's move on to number two, two, two. All right. So we talk about getting scrappy and kind of understanding what the customers are doing. Number two is social listening, which is incredibly important. Yeah. And I think this is actually a great, that was a great segue from sort of having and needing to understand you know, what people are looking for right now and trying to get scrappy and creative and figuring out who those people are and what they're looking for. And so our team has been spending a lot of time, um, even if it's manually digging through comments um, on some of the organic posts, on some of our competitors' posts, um, on the little bit of paid social that we do have live, um, and really trying to collect what people are saying. It's been really interesting. So they obviously the total number of people on social now is completely opposite of what's going on in search, right? Everybody's stuck at home. The amount of people that are accessing social media has gone through the roof. Our engagement rates are also doing the same thing. So, you know, we're seeing that people are enjoying just hearing about what's going on on the property. They don't want to hear the negative information about COVID. They don't want the stats. Like they're getting all of that blasted from the news and news sources and articles and TV. So a lot of our clients have been taking kind of the path of just reminiscing, showing the beautiful views from um, the property. Um, we've had a lot of people who are just outwardly commenting about the things that they miss about not being able to be there right now, whether it's their favorite dish from the restaurant, um, their favorite room view, their favorite person who works in the lobby that every time they visit greets them. So we're, we've been able to collect a lot of that information and try to understand um, how we can use that information to then help inform our messaging from now and moving forward. These people are giving golden nuggets for free, basically, about what they love about your hotel. And so instead of having to dig through the TripAdvisor reviews and all the things that we used to do in the past, if you can kind of start using, um, using social listening now, that's going to be a great way for you to come up with topics and, and things and photography that you want to share later on uh, when you are available and open to customers and to entice them to come back. Yeah, I think this is super important. Um, we always talk about don't be don't have your hotel operations siloed um, and don't have that siloed from marketing. Don't have your marketing efforts siloed either. Whoever is managing social, whether it be an agency or someone on property, when when you're getting these golden nuggets of information, make, make sure that the people monitoring social are passing that over to the people who are setting up your paid advertising, your display advertising. Um, that, that can go a long way. There's probably a bunch of people screaming at you right now, Phil, saying, I am the marketing department. Everyone else is following. <laughs> but yeah, I think there's different situations for a lot of folks. But you're right. I think I think leveraging this data, but also looking at, at ways you can, um, and you kind of touched on this, Alyssa, is how, how do you kind of leverage this content later on? So one of the things we've seen a lot of success in is tapping into nostalgia and memories by running photo contests through our friends over at Flip2. They have a great platform for, for managing that. So letting people submit their favorite vacation memories or their favorite you know, beach baby moment or their favorite, I think one of their clients did an amazing one where it was um, catching people in, in an awkward situation. So there's so many opportunities to collect content from your guest right now that you can leverage later on that there's gonna just be really authentic marketing as we come through this. Yeah, I think we're spending, you know, obviously a lot of this conversation will be around, you know, capturing new market share and, and share of voice and bringing in new guests. But we have to remember if we're looking back to 2019, the ease of that, I think the the only one of the only low hanging fruits we're going to see coming into this new world is, is, is past guests where they have that comfort on your property and understand what they're going to be getting out of the process. Um, there'll be new updates to that conversation, of course, but any way to kind of play into that dreaming phase right now and bring some nostalgia back can go a really long way. Yeah, and familiarity is going to be important because fear is still going to be there. Doubt is still going to be there. So reassuring people that it's okay to take a vacation is going to be an important part of the battle to, to win back the guests. So you have an advantage to com to compel someone to come back to your property if they've already stayed there. So certainly, you know, as things begin to shake out, 
and we'll talk about some other stuff you can do to, to target guests later, guest history later on, but your guest history is probably one of the biggest opportunities you have, even though other stuff's going to be shifting and demographically things can be shifting and new people are going to be coming. Definitely don't do that at the expense of the people that are already familiar with you. Alrighty, let's move along to number three, 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 three. Well, this is one that I've definitely had my eye on, and that is booking window. Yes, I think we've all had our eye on it. <laughs> um, so, you know, booking windows are something that obviously in the industry we we talk about on the regular, but I think it's it's becoming even more important at the time now, so we can understand. Um, you know, like we were saying earlier, sort of where that demand falls. And so obviously your metadata is a great way to find this. Um, but you can also, you know, find some really interesting um, information around this in Google Analytics, um, which is helpful because if you are not running paid advertising or you're running on a really low level, you can still see the booking windows that people are searching from who are coming direct or through organic traffic. So even, um, you know, this is something that you can still be tracking now, even if you're not running um, paid advertising campaigns. Um, and this is kind of, we're currently, you know, digging around and it's, it's different, um, per client and per area and whether it's a, a city hotel or a resort hotel, obviously that's going to differ. Um, but we are seeing, you know, that there is still action. There are people who are searching for dates right now. They're kind of hanging around like very end of summer, um, into, you know, early fall. Um, and was having an internal discussion with, with my team, um, earlier this week. And, you know, there's kind of that thought that there are people that put money aside for a family vacation, right? So a lot of these people probably still have kind of their family vacation fund. And if they're lucky enough to not have to use it, you know, for other things, and there are families that, that are lucky enough, um, that they are still going to be looking to when can I push my family vacation so that, I know we're all spending a lot of family time together now, but how can we then spend it together and, and get out of the house and go to our favorite resort and visit our favorite beach, um, you know, and, and go kind of do all of those experiences and things that we've been looking forward to. Um, so really kind of diving into that, that booking window data is going to give you a good idea of what people are looking for. So then how can you rework kind of your, your rate strategy possibly with your rev managers? How can you look at your packages and what you're offering and what tends to book well during that time of year? How can you now leverage your guests who have stayed during that time of year previously on a consistent basis and possibly bring them back? So I think that those, those booking windows will kind of help inform some of the decisions, um, but it's definitely going to be, you know, important just to, to keep track of moving forward. So what we're seeing is that, um, what people are searching for and what they're booking are not the same. So we're seeing a high volume, relatively speaking, that is, for May, June, and July, but a much higher percentage of bookings for September, which says to me that people are just not comfortable yet pulling that trigger, not knowing what's going on for the summer, but they're feeling a little more confident that, hey, by September, you know, maybe I'll be in the clear and I'll, I'll go ahead and book this today. Yeah. Yeah. So that really shows the importance of reassuring people, trying to mitigate the doubt and the fear, the properties that are having a little more success. And it's not a lot of success, but a little bit more success with encouraging people to book sooner are the ones that have gone above and beyond in terms of their cancellation policy, restrictions being completely you know, relaxed and offering incentives for booking, things like that. So I think that the important part of booking window is it, it is a good lead indicator for the consumer confidence coming back. So so monitoring it as a trend over time and, and continuing to look at that on a you know several times a week basis, you will immediately see when consumer sentiment starts to to improve because you'll start seeing these closer bookings begin to occur. Right now it is, I mean, everyone I talk to, it's end of summer. It's it's you know beginning of September seems to be when people have hit that point where they're like, ah, this is probably going to be over by then. Too. And what I mean by it's going to be over is, you know, up for grabs. But, you know, there's going to, there's a comfort level that September is, is the point at which things will be somewhat normal. So at some point now, they'll hopefully shift from September, you know, to August, to July, and, and maybe even to some the end of June. But watching this booking window is going to be an indicator of that. Well, one thing I'd kind of add to that as well is we talked about 
those cancellation policies and all that kind of fun stuff is you can help that booking window by making sure your guests know that you made these changes to your policies. Because I think a lot of times people say, oh, I've made a change to my policy. I can now, you know, do free cancellations. But if you don't go out there and aggressively tell people that, it doesn't even count. You need to make sure that you got a communications plan to to push that stuff through. Yeah, the policy changes you're making now, they are not the small print at the bottom of a contract. These are the things that should be your headlines in your marketing messaging right now because it's the most important thing that people need to know. Price, price is obviously always important and value is important, but right now, fear is the biggest motivator. So eliminating the fear and the doubt by telling people, we got you covered. You have no risk in this from a financial standpoint. That's what's going to move the needle. All right, let's jump forward into number four, 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 four. One thing I've been preaching for since this whole thing started is branded search. <laughs> Same on our side. Um, and I know we, we touched on it a little bit um, earlier as well, and I think it was uh, a good point that was brought up that it feels like people are kind of stuck in this all or nothing approach. So if we're going to have paid media on it, it all needs to be on, or if we're going to cut it, we need to cut it all. Um, and that's something, you know, that it sounds like you guys are, are also preaching as well as screen pilot, that that's really not the correct way to think right now. There are pieces that are working and there, there are signs that, you know, we can follow, um, with certain strategies in order for us to just make the campaigns work better. Um, and so branded search is kind of one of those things. I, I feel like we had a very knee jerk reaction. Um, the first couple of days when all of this happened and a lot of clients were just turn everything off, you know, cash flow worries, wanting to make sure that they could save every single penny possible. Um, and over the last week and a half, we've had a lot of success in getting clients to turn back online, um, at the very least branded search, if not a little bit of unbrand so that we can start to monitor some of their own data. Um, so pulling some of these third party, you know, articles and information and data sources are great and all, but when it's your own personal data, obviously the way that your hotel functions and comes back online is going to be completely different, probably from even the one up the road from you. And so branded searches is, is one area that we've, we've seen a lot of success in not only getting clients to turn back on, um, but again, kind of the, the cost conversation is the, the best way to get there with them. We've had CPCs that are down 50 to 60% from what they were three to four weeks ago. And these are really your bottom funnel customers. And so while the OTAs are not there right now on branded search and not, you know, taking advantage of that, these are the customers that are the last people that you want to give over to the OTAs and have to pay out some sort of a percentage of commission on. And as you come back on and ramp back up line, these are going to be the first people you're going to want to capture at the bottom without having to lose the extra percentage on, on that booking. Cause every dollar at this point coming out of this is going to count. And this is basically your, the lowest hanging fruit possible. So you know, if you can turn things back on, even at a very low level, branded is definitely, you know, one of the first places to do it. Well, I, I've been saying, you know, they, OTAs may not be running search ads right now. Uh, we've seen them pull back significantly, if not completely, for, for some clients. Uh, they're still there in Google Hotel ads. They're still there in organic rankings. If you're not running branded paid search right now, um, you're, you could still be giving up clicks to Google hotel ads and organic. So you want that direct booking, uh, be there in the first position, uh, as much impress and share as you could possibly afford. Yeah. And this is such a good indicator of demand. You know, seeing the volume, seeing what your impression share is on, on branded keywords is really going to be one of those, another one of those lead indicators that says things are getting back or at least trending in the right direction. And one of the things we've seen is you can experiment a little bit right now because you can see cor correlations in other forms of advertising. For example, we were talking to a client earlier today about running YouTube ads and how we're seeing when you run YouTube ads because people are consuming more media, but, but it's still fairly cheap, you can see that that may have an influence or an impact on your branded search because Nothing else is really impacting it right now. So you can really run some some pretty neat experiments to see what kind of billboard effect you can have from other channels right now. So branded search for me is 
everyone should be doing it. It's really cheap. The volume is low, so it's not going to cost you a lot. Uh, and, and you get so much insight from the data that you're gathering. And I think one thing we're kind of all saying as well is keep doing the marketing that works, but do the marketing that works differently. Yeah. And what I mean by that is a perfect example of story, like you just said, is from a brand perspective, looking at YouTube, going out beyond you know where you would typically be. One thing I think that's incredibly important is on the negative keywording side, because there's no reason necessarily to pay for my hotel cancellation is blank my hotel open. You know, let your natural search carry the water there and negative keyword, those ones that you know are not going to result in a, a paid conversion. So you're not having to pay for those people. Yeah. The last thing you will need to be doing right now is wasting money that you don't need yeah. to be spending. All righty, let's move on to number five. E-commerce. Yeah, so e-commerce conversion rates is is something that um, as we were building all of our dashboards at ScreenPilot to kind of try and monitor um, all of these things that we want to be paying attention to, conversion rate was was something that came up that felt like it would be kind of a good indicator, obviously not in the sense of how you know, it compares to pre COVID because let's be honest, like we know it's not, it's going to take a while to get back up to that point, but it's kind of a, a good sense of how much activity really is going on. Um, but to look at it week over week has been super helpful on our side. Um, and we're basically pulling it from GA specifically. So this does include all channels, which is also another good way to kind of pull that data so that again, if you don't have paid campaign campaigns running or you're on a very low daily budget, um, you are still seeing conversion rates from your direct traffic and your organic traffic. If you're sending emails or not, some people are, some people aren't right now. Um, but it's kind of a good indicator overall of the health of how you know online is working for you. And we've seen, obviously, the last two weeks, there's been a little bit of an increase. We are nowhere near where we were, you know, a couple weeks ago before all of this. And then we all understand that that's going to be a very slow, long climb. Um, but to see a little bit of positivity and the fact that that is starting to increase um, is, is something that we've been bringing back to our clients to kind of just also highlight some of the positive things um, that are going on right now. It can feel very negative, but to see even a small shift in, in conversion rate does show that, you know, people are interested and are still pulling out their wallets and, and spending their money with you. And it may not be as big of a booking and it may not be for as many days and it may be for three or four months from now, but there are still people who are looking to book and are actually doing so. Um, so that's been an interesting, um, you know, kind of stat that we've been following that I think has given us so a little bit extra glimmer of hope when sometimes it's, it's a little hard to find that right now. Well, I think I, some of this, go ahead, Melissa. I was going to say, I obviously completely agree with that, but I would add to that that if you are a property that's been doing some inspirational marketing and maybe you're driving people to the website to view your webcam or to download a virtual vacation kit and knowing that those people are not at all going to book but they're driving traffic, you may want to segment those people out of your conversion rate calculations knowing that that's sort of skewing your data a little bit. Yeah. A great point. And I was going to say, you know, some of the conversion rate improvement uh, could be due to you changing your messaging on your website and your booking engine, um, reducing some of that fear for people. If you're making those efforts on site and on the booking engine, make sure you're annotating that. And when you see conversion rate start increasing after you've made those messaging changes, um, you can attribute some of that conversion rate increase back to your own efforts. Yeah, and this is another good lead indicator that's that's going to give you a sense of when things are beginning to turn back to normal. I think you're right, listen that there's not going to be, we're not going to hit the same kind of conversion level we, we were at for a good while. It, it's going to take time, but each incremental fraction of a percentage that we see this go up is just another step towards full recovery. So I think we've got to, we're in a situation where we've got to celebrate the wins that we have no matter how small. And this, this is a great opportunity to see consistent movement in the right direction through the conversion rate of the site. And it also helps if you don't have a sucky booking engine. 
right? Melissa. Can <laughs> 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 we do another one? Oh, we all laughed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know the ones I'm talking about, Screen Pilot, as much as we do. But yeah, I mean, it's important, right? Because some people are sat there with a booking engine that doesn't really let them even measure that. They, they can't see conversion rate. So if, if that's you, then, then this is a good time. Um, friend of the show, uh, Dean from Derbysoft, uh, said something on Lauren Gray's show a couple of weeks ago that I'd, be, I'd totally stolen, but I'll give him credit today. But he said, the whole world is taking a pit stop. You know, Now is the time to change your tires and, and regas and come out ready to race. So you know, now is the time. If you do have a sucky booking engine that doesn't let you change, track your conversion rate, now is the time to switch. And, and there's a lot of folks like Fuel and other booking engines out there that are offering some really good incentives right now you know a lot of people one of the things we're doing is we're waiving any kind of setup fees we're offering 60 days free licensing to folks that sign up with our booking engine right now so a lot of people in the industry are there to help and to mitigate any kind of expense but because the whole world is on that pit stop right now it is a great opportunity to go and figure out okay how do i get the best tires and the best engine coming out of this because you're going to need to be off to the races when things do start to pick up. All right, number, final number, number Feedback surveys. We've been talking about this so much here with our clients, and I'm glad you guys are too. Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the great ironies of working in marketing at times is that we spend all day with, with our heads down trying to figure out what our guests are looking for, and sometimes forget to go out there and just ask them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in these times right now, uh, if we look at Facebook's user engagement rates um, and, and user base, you know, had plateaued off for the last year and a half, two years, and it's up a significant amount in this last month or two. People are are there right now. People are looking for inspiration. A lot of dreamers out there at this point. And uh, what we did with uh, 50 Bowery, one of our properties in New York City, was we went out and asked asked everyone. You know, everybody was concerned about what was going on in New York. Um, came with the messaging of, you know, New York strong, things are going okay for our staff. You know, we're here for you. What do you miss of property? What are you looking for right now? What kind of content are you trying to consume? How can we help you relax, you know, in a hospitable kind of way? I won't share the numbers. You know, we didn't rack up 10,000 reviews in 24 hours like the fuel team can. (laughs) So (laughs) that was amazing last week. But we got a really, really great response. People are looking for that. They're looking for a nice escape right now. And people said, you know, we miss the skyline. We miss that beautiful New York City skyline. Would love to see that. It was as simple as getting people up there on the rooftop, taking some, some video of the skyline, putting that up on the stories. And get a lot of interaction right there. Um, so, yeah, long story short is ask your guests what they're looking for and give it to and, them. And everybody's, like like you mentioned too, everybody wants to talk to somebody. You know, everyone's tired of sitting at home by themselves, you know, kind of quarantined off that they're eager and eager, eager to share. We did the same thing for one of our clients actually yesterday. Last minute we decided, hey, let's go ahead for, for a golf client. Let's give away a chipping net, a driving net, and a little putting green. On Amazon, in total, this prize is worth about 150 bucks. But we sent out an email to the entire database. Tell us your favorite golf story. And we're right now, like I said, it's been less than 24 hours, and we're nearing the triple digits of multi-paragraph stories that people wrote back to us talking about their love of, in this case, Myrtle Beach, the golf courses that they played, how people got married on golf courses, whatever it might be. But they're eager to share that information. And now is a great time to get that marketing content and testimonials that you'll need for the future, as well as giving a lot of your customers an outlet to to share their thoughts and kind of create that aspirational, great memories of travel when they're not able to do so. Yeah, and what I love about that is that you're you're also creating a deeper relationship with those guests, right? Because you're you're now more top of mind when they come out of this, but they they also they've given you something. There's a connection there, and then you you have the content that, that you're then going to publish, and then they're going to feel even more endeared to you and feel a sense of belonging, a sense of ownership in the relationship as well. So. This is great. Like like I said last week in the episode where we did a consumer sentiment study to our own consumer database, people are so 
charged right now. They they are sitting at home. They don't in a lot of cases don't have a lot to do, but they are so passionate about both travel and they're passionate about the situation that's going on that they are dying to give you feedback. And so we're encouraging every single one of our properties to send out surveys to survey people in poll form on social, but also to send out an email survey to your database. Not only can you collect data like you're talking about, but you can also gain insight into what, what their plans are for the future. You can, you know, we're talking about lead indicators and when are people going to book. But if we ask them, we can, we can find out, well, are you likely to book 30 days after the, the lockdowns released? Or is it 60? Is it 90? Are you not likely to travel this year? And you can use that data, reappend it back to your database and now you have segments of people that you know how to, to communicate with them. You can also ask them, what do they want to hear from you? Do they want to hear more about sanitization? Uh, do they care about how you're treating the staff and how you're protecting the staff? Do they care more about what you're doing to protect them as individuals? Now append that data to their profiles. Now you have information about what buttons you need to push to motivate them to book. So this is kind of one big win-win cycle. It, it, it creates closer connections and better relationships with your guests, but it gives you insight that you're not going to get anywhere else. No report, no no um, third-party study is going to give you the kind of intelligence on your guest that you can get yourself with a very cheap survey sent out to your database. And you can do it frequently. So the update since last week when we, when we were talking about hey, we sent out a survey, we got 10,000 responses in 24 hours. Well, Two weeks afterwards, which happened to be yesterday at about 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, we sent out the same survey, actually added about 50% more questions. So it went from seven, uh, 13 questions to, I want to say, 19 questions. So we expanded it, and I looked at the results about three hours ago. So less than 24 hours, we were already over 9,000 submissions. So... This is the same database. Many of them are the same people. Some are different. But people within a two-week period are willing to tell us how they feel today versus two weeks ago. And we're going to do it again in two weeks and again in two weeks. You can do that with your database right now. You're not going to burn them. They're not going to unsubscribe. They're not going to get frustrated if you do it the right way. And if you say, please help us understand your situation, and then you use that data to better target them, they're going to be happier with the results as well. So every hotel should be sending out some kind of surveys right now to their guest database. Absolutely. I think the guests, they're out there, they're ready, they're, they're looking for that kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of properties can overwhelm themselves on, on what they should be doing right now. They see you know, a few properties out there that might be taking the time to bring their chef on Instagram live and, and put together some recipes for everyone. And they go, well, I'm doing 10 people's jobs right now. I don't have time to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Look to your guests right now. They're ready for that conversation. And, and I mean, that's what we look for all the time is that deep level of connection that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You take something like that and that is incredible evergreen content that we can have where we can show the, the human connection that people have with your brand. Yeah. And there's so many cool examples of folks that are engaging their guests and, and ideas that come from it. The um, Mohonk Mountain House up in New York, they they were talking to their guests and realized how much they missed them. So similar to, to your property with the Skyline, they ended up creating backdrops for Zoom meetings of the property and of the view from their property. So people that feel that connection with them and are obviously having to do a lot of Zoom calls through work right now because we all are. They now have this Mohonk mountain house backdrop to put on there. So not only do they feel tethered to the to the and to the brand and more connected, but they're also exposing the brand to everyone that those people have video conferences with. So it's a genius idea. It doesn't take hardly any effort. You know, it's it's something you could knock out in under an hour and push out via an email. But it has such positive uh, results from it. It's, it's giving people uh, a resource to just. That's word of mouth marketing for you. You know, here's here's your Zoom background. Show it to all your friends who you're Zooming with every day. That's that's a great idea. And to clarify that, to get a little bit on the tactical side, a Zoom background is a picture. If you have a JPEG <laughs> on your you know. computer, that's what it is. So don't get thinking that it's something you got to involve development for. It it's literally a picture. Yeah. So <laughs> if you can send out a, a JPEG or a link to a, a page that has a picture on it. 
you've already got Zoom backgrounds. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, when we talked earlier about people having to get scrappier with marketing, I think, you know, obviously we're sensitive to the fact that, that marketing teams have shrunk and you're limited in resources. But a lot of these things that on the on the surface seem complicated may not be. So you, you've you got to roll up your sleeves a little bit and just go, if, if you spent two minutes and Googling how do I create a Zoom background, you'd pretty much realize straight away what Pete said, which is it takes no time at all. All I need is a free editor tool, a graphical editor tool to size an image I already have appropriately and, and I'm done. That's it. So it's it's literally, you know, a project that would take you less than an hour to, to accomplish. And then you've got content to send out in your next email or on social. So those are the, the little tactical scrappy things that people are going to need to get creative about moving forward because the no, new normal dictates that demand is going to have to be earned booking by booking. We're not going to be able to just turn on these massive demand generators anymore. We're going to have to go fight for every single guest and appreciate every guest and make sure that they have a wonderful experience so that we don't have to work quite as hard to get them come back next time. And and they go do our job and tell their friends and families to come stay with us as well. So, wow, we got through the list, guys, all six of them. Melissa was disappointed there weren't eight, but we'll forgive you because those were great. <laughs> quality six, and it is about quality, not quantity. So, thank you. And it's episode 148, so we're okay. Yeah, we had got our, her eight picks. We, yeah. Are you happy, Melissa? It's Friday. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, so we did promise at the beginning of the show that we were going to do a news or at the end of the show, and yes. I think I think Griffin, you probably have some good news. So, Pete, do you want to <laughs> you want to lead into the news or With good news, that'll shake the COVID blues. Here's the fuel again with the news or I like it. You added a, a word in there. That's good. I swapped out your for COVID. Yeah, it's the first time anyone's <laughs> ever done that. <laughs> Groundbreaking. I mean that that right there is why we are an award-winning podcast. That that kind of that is where the move. bar is set, and yeah. I failed miserably earlier. <laughs> yeah. So Griffin, yeah. you have some news yeah. for us. Yeah, I think this kind of just would love to give a shout out to um, Amy Ogden's a good friend of the space. Her and Wade, um, I forget his last name, Bresskler possibly. I know Amy better um, from JPR days. Um, has just really embodied in a great way the hospitality industry in the last few weeks. Um, not only is she one of the kindest people, but she's got that New York City hustle to her, everything that we kind of need in the space. Um, has started up a few initiatives recently, some to help hire people from the hospitality industry, as it's obviously been one of the biggest industries hit in the country right now. Um, but on the property level side, the two of them have started uh, We Travel Forward. Um, it's a great little initiative that I'm just blown away by the fact that they were able to start this up with such quick turnaround. You know, it's been up there for a few weeks now already. It's a, a mini consortia, basically, that, that they they set up of properties that want to play into the the fact that you know the fears of of people and travel and and what the stability is going to be. And are giving up offers there with free cancellation, anything that will kind of play into that right now. Um, and it's a way for you know, people to support properties that they want to right now, the industry to support each other. And, uh, you know, we'd love to see our properties in there. Um, getting creative with it too, you know, not just kind of going in there and throwing the, the standard bar rate, but knowing the people that are coming to a site like that are there to support your brand. So find a way to support them with the same kind of messaging. Um, but either way, seeing that go up and, you know, within days was just an inspiring thing to see. And I think it's something the industry could use more of. I think, you know, some, especially on the tech side or any, anything new in the space can take time. Um, I think coming out of this, we're going to learn how to be a little bit more nimble. And uh, yeah, definitely go check it out afterwards. Um, I'll send a link on everyone. Yeah, and it's, it's wetravelforward.com is, is the URL, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll put that in the show notes, which you can get fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 148. And... I mean, it is great. They're doing a phenomenal job. So definitely go check that out. And then if folks want to check out ScreenPilot and what you guys have going on, this is your your opportunity for a shameless plug. So where can they find you guys? Absolutely. So if you go to ScreenPilot.com, I think, you know, the most pertinent for, for right now would be, of course, our, our COVID-19 hub. 
that being said, I know, you know, day to day, people will be looking for different sources of inspiration. So we have it broken out into trends, inspiration, recovery, what we're, we're reading, data insights, and playing our part, you know, kind of how people can be given back to the community now at this point, too. Um, so it depends on what you're looking for inspiration-wise day to day, but we have it segmented out there and are just trying to give everyone everything from inspiration to some some concrete data stand on at this point. So screenpilot.com. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the show and providing such great content for the audience. Hopefully we'll have you back on again at some point in the near future. Because candidly, we're running out of content ideas. We, we've been doing this for <laughs> several years, and we keep telling the audience, hey, let us know what you want to hear. So, But you guys, if you ever have ideas that you feel like would be valuable for the audience, let us know. And then folks listening at home, we'd love to hear from you. you know, Candice is a longtime listener of the show and, and friend of the show, and she's she submitted questions before, and we always try to tackle them. So if you have a burning question or content that you'd like to hear us tackle, and please send an, e an email to info at fueltravel.com. Again, you can find out everything about this show on the notes page, which is fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 148. And Pete, if they want to learn more about you and what you have going on, where can they do that? Well, before that, I hope the listeners just realize what happened. They just saw number six on this list in action. You asked our listeners for feedback. So there yeah. you go. See? Let's see if it works. Wow. So, But if they have any feedback that they want to share with me as well, they can do it on Twitter at PDMAO, P-D-I-M-A-I-O. And Melissa. I am on Twitter at M-A-Kavanaugh, M-A-K-A-V-A-N-A-G-H. And Phil. You can find me on Twitter at P-Fariska, P-F-O-R-I-S-K-A. Great. You can find me at Stuart Butler. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. Again, Alyssa Griffin, thank you so much for being on the show. Check, be sure to check out ScreenPilot.com. And if you feel the urge, you're sending it home, you want to leave a review for this show, we would love for you to do that. Don't forget, Pete will read that review out in the accent or voice impression, whatever it is you want of your choice. So until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. You're meant to be a professional. You're letting the side down right here, Melissa.